Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Happy Thanksgiving, Craig. Happy Thanksgiving, Todd. Can you believe we managed to find a Thanksgiving horror movie this year? Well, <laughs> I mean, there there are a handful of them out there, but it, it is slim pickings. So. Yeah, like last year, I feel like we hit gold with Blood Rage, which to this date is still among my top five favorite episodes that we've ever done. It was a pretty good one. And I enjoyed watching that movie so much, I've, I've actually returned back to it a couple times. It's one of those so bad it's good horror movies and mm-hmm. in all the right ways. And uh, this movie, I don't know, I'm about to put it in that same category. The movie that we're talking about is Home Sweet Home. It was done in 1981. The only real directing credit for a woman named Nettie Pena. And as multiple reviews online love to point out, this is the only Thanksgiving horror movie directed by a woman, which is really easy to say because there are almost right. no Thanksgiving horror movies out there. But, you know, well, we'll give her we'll give well, her credit. And there aren't a whole lot of horror movies directed by women. So when I read that, I was, I don't know if excited is the right word, but pleased. It's nice to... Sure. Uh, to see a, a horror movie directed by a woman, we we've done a few. You know, Mary Lambert did Pet Cemetery, and we've done a couple of others, but it's it's somewhat rare, so it's refreshing. It is, and so I don't know. Um, it's, it'll be interesting as we talk about this to see if if there's kind of a different perspective behind the camera that we can detect based on that. Like, does she t- do something kind of? I don't know. What do we expect, really? Do we expect a woman behind the camera is going to be so much different from a man? Like, she's going to um, automatically bring some feminist perspective to everything? Maybe that's unfair. You know, maybe it's unfair to say. Yeah. That. You just kind of have to judge the movie on its merits, no matter who's who's directed it, right? Right. Um, and then it's written by a guy. Uh, named Thomas Bush, who I looked up and happened to be a sound editor on Evil Dead 2. And that's, oh, I didn't know that. That's the only other real IMDb credit he has. So, And that's interesting because this movie reminded me a lot, actually, of Blood Rage in that it, I don't know, I just it felt a little similar in its hilariousness and its ineptitude. And it was put out about the same time. Also, Blood Rage had the involvement of at least one of the, one of the Raimi guys who had a bit part in it. I think it was Ted Raimi, right? Then this movie, you know, has a little bit of a connection to Evil Dead 2. And I think, like I've said before, I feel like at this time period, this like 78 to 1981, it seemed like there was this group of people who worked on these little movies that we kind of love so much that went out and were doing all of these little horror projects. And some of them were really good and some of them were really hilariously bad and some of them nobody's remembered anymore. Another mm-hmm. Intruder was another one, right? That we had a bit of the Raimi brothers involved in that was around I yeah, think it was yeah. 1980, 1981. Or at least it was filmed then, but it wasn't released until later. So anyway, I kind of, in my head, wanted to put this movie in the same camp. And the one thing about this film that really stood out to me, and I didn't even know it until we started watching it, I, I immediately recognized the main actor. It was mm-hmm. Body by Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake, um, what's his name? Jake uh, Steinfe- Steinfeld, who during the 80s when we were growing up was a, he was on TV. He was on Saturday morning stuff. He must have had a TV show, I think. Yeah. He was one of these fitness guys, right? Like when fitness was kind of hot and hip and, and he was in this dumb horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I've read that he has no sense of humor about it. Like, <laughs> like he, he would just rather really not talk about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can kind of understand that. I, especially, you know, we've talked about this before. If you're an actor, you're really putting yourself on the line. You're really putting yourself in the director and editor's hands that they're going to make you look good. And I kind of have to say that, I mean, as bad as this movie is, it also makes him look really, really silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the same look plastered on his face throughout the entire film. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's either just breathing really heavily or maniacally laughing through the whole. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. There's no range of emotion like spoiler alert at the end he gets stabbed in the back with the butcher knife and he keeps still running around <laughs> like, for, for hours for hours like into the next morning apparently <laughs> with a knife sticking out of his back it's so goofy the other kind of cute and charming dated thing about this movie is our killer who is him is 
an escaped mental patient high on PCP. Yeah. Does anybody so ever talk about PCP anymore? Like, whatever happened no. to PCP? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what did ever happen to PCP? I mean, every <laughs> all the crazy people were on it in the eighties. Now you just don't hear anything about it anymore. Oh, come on! <laughs> Somebody bring PCP back. I was thinking. I just remember in the eighties, people like were like, "Oh man, people on PCP they can like lift cars. They're like insane. Like they keep going when their body shuts down. Like they're super dangerous, and cops are getting killed just pulling them over and all this stuff." And Whatever happened to it? I don't know. I just you had to be real careful in the eighties because you never knew if somebody was going to like glaze your drink with PCP (laughs) 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 and make you go crazy. (laughs) Crazy. It was bad news. But but in this movie, it was certainly bad news for this guy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like he wasn't doing himself any favors. Uh, And in this movie, he injects it. There's like an injection seat. So, I mean, the movie starts out with just a car driving down the road and pulls over or something. And some guy stabs the dude through the window and takes over the car and then sits in the car and proceeds to inject PCP into the tongue. Did you look this yeah. up? I'm just really curious no, about PCP now. <laughs> is it? I don't know. It was so bizarre. And even the syringe he was using looked really weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can't. Can you lace a drink with PCP or do you have to inject it into your tongue? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look into that <laughs> for my future <laughs> PCP lacing purposes. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna look I'm gonna I'm looking it up right now. I gotta look at this. <laughs> angel dust. Oh yeah, that's what it was. A- PCP oh. is angel dust. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's that opening scene, which, you know, is somewhat promising because uh literally 10 seconds into the movie you've got your first kill i mean it's the very first thing that happens and then he injects the pcp under his tongue oh which looks horribly uncomfortable it does and by the way i just looked it up pcp is wide is available in a variety of tablets capsules and colored powders which are either smoked taken orally or snorted so Oh, see, oh. inaccuracy. Super. We, we can't can't tolerate that. Right off the bat, this movie. Can't. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, the end. <laughs> it's totally unrealistic. Maybe that's why he went so crazy. He's totally doing it wrong. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So he kills that guy, and then uh, he just again maniacally laughing the whole time. Goes driving around and. Um, <laughs> classic runs down the old lady crossing the street with her groceries <laughs> who, who drops her just, grocery bag in the middle of the street and stops to pick them up <laughs> yeah it, I mean and she's like totally the stereotypical little old lady like scooting across the street <laughs> and she sees him coming and he's like oh no and then he just nails her and she flies up on the hood and there's blood all over the windshield and blood all over the hood of the car and and then you get the title home sweet home (laughs) Mm. so sweet this guy gets away with a lot like i don't know where the cops are but he knocked that woman over in the middle of a busy intersection and never bothered to clean that blood off of his car exactly he drives around with that bright red blood on the white car for god knows how long and i guess the cops just didn't notice i don't know but that's okay so and then what happens is we're introduced to this hodgepodge group of people i think there are like nine of them way too many too many frankly and i was desperately trying to catch all of their names because like if you look at the imdb page you know it, it lists the characters and the actors or whatever but only like two or three of them even have headshots on there i mean these aren't big name people um, and even the ones who have headshots, this movie's old enough that you can barely identify them yeah. from their current headshot. Mm. Um, and there's nobody that I really knew. I mean, I didn't put the whole body by Jake thing together until I read about it. And then when I read about it, I was like, oh yeah, that guy I totally remember that guy. He looks like, um, Lou Ferrigno kind of. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. The- and that's that's what, that's, I, that's what I wrote in my notes. Lou Ferrigno type kills guy in car. Um, 
And then there are a couple of other folks uh, who have been in some movies that you've seen. You know, I don't even remember now. There's a guy named Don Edmonds, a guy named Charles Hoyas, um, who have been in some stuff, who did, you know, some. One of these guys, I don't remember which one it is. I'm trying to pull him up now. Was actually in some uh, pretty big stuff. Mm, yeah. um, You're probably. For the most part, they're, you know, who, what? Who am I thinking of? Charles Hoyes. Charles Hoyes. He played Wayne. Now, do you remember who Wayne was? <laughs> yeah, he he was like, gosh, I I hate to, you know, identify people by their um, ethnicity because who cares, you know, what their ethnicity is. But sometimes that's their only discernible quality, you know, in a, in a cast this big. He was like the Hispanic guy. I'm not even sh- sure he is Hispanic. I don't, no, I don't know if he is or not either, but his girlfriend definitely is in mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and he's a little bit darker complected. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he was in Field of Dreams and uh, Space Jam and Twin Peaks, some other things. a lot of television, the West right. Wing. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Frankly, the person who I am most familiar with from this movie is... Uh, Vanessa Shaw, who plays the little girl, and she's only got like two lines, and one of them is "I have to go to the bathroom," and she says it like fifteen times. <laughs> <laughs> but she, <laughs> but she was uh, the t- she's been in lots of things, and she's been in like some big horror movies, um, like Thirty Days of Night. I think she was in, and some some other big things. The Hills Have but Eyes thing, remake, yeah, which. That was a brutal movie, but uh, I remember her. She was the teen romantic lead in Hocus Pocus, which, you know, this is a horror movie podcast. But when we were asking for Halloween uh, recommendations, somebody said, you could always just do Hocus Pocus. And I didn't know if they were joking or not. And I said, I I responded back, I love Hocus Pocus. And they wrote (laughs) back, yeah, me too. (laughs) It's It's a great Halloween movie. And that's what I know her from. And she's teeny tiny in this movie. Yeah. Um, But beyond that, it's just, kind of a bunch of generic looking moderately attractive yeah. 80s folks i mean that's just it and a bunch of them so many like i i couldn't keep track of them and okay so it's thanksgiving you know this is our big thanksgiving movie and um they're apparently getting together for thanksgiving but i for the life of me could not understand how these people were related to one yeah. another. Yeah, it was hard to figure that out. There was some um, of them were family and some of them weren't, but I couldn't tell who was and who wasn't. And frankly, it doesn't really matter. I feel like the whole purpose of having so many of them was just so that they could pick one off every five or ten minutes. Yeah. Which they did. <laughs> yeah, basically that's it. And and people don't really seem to notice or even care all that much for most of the movie that both folks just keep disappearing. This is this is the craziest Thanksgiving ever because it shows a lot of promise. At first, we're taken to this ranch house, which is a I don't mean just like a single, you know, floor dwelling like we call a ranch house. I mean, we're out in New Mexico or something, and this house has like a courtyard in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the rooms are all kind of connected by a hallway all around it, so you can you can go out to the courtyard and get into almost any room through a door that leads out to the courtyard. But then again, it's also like a complex because one of the guys, Scott, is apparently a tenant of the yeah. guy who owns it. Right, which is his name's Harold Bradley, but they just call him Bradley or they call him Brad. Uh, and he lives like in an apartment, like in one wing of this place or upstairs mm. or something. And he's brought his girlfriend there. And then I, I feel like the rest of them are kind of supposed to be related in some way. I, I, I don't know. Uh, there's Wayne um, and he has a girlfriend named Maria who is really kind of hilarious. Oh, like, God. Um, she's, she, she speaks 
some English, but she's she's Charo basically, <laughs> <laughs> but like really bad Charo. Yeah, it's almost unfortunate yeah. kind of comic relief that we get from her. It's very yeah. And, and, but the funny thing is, it's so inept you can't really be offended at it. She's supposed to be the woman who barely speaks any English and runs around playing her guitar very poorly and singing badly like like not even like she's just strumming an open guitar with her hands on (laughs) it reminds me what's that horror movie i can't remember we watched or if i just watched it myself where somebody's doing sign language the whole time and the actor didn't know sign language and so they just started moving their hands around and it's just a horrible thing to do you know i don't know that's how this woman is like she just not even pretending to badly play the guitar she just doesn't just strums it yeah yeah (laughs) it's pretty funny and then there are a couple of other chicks there's like a linda i think and gail and and then there's bradley the main guy and then there's bradley's son who is he literally named mistake like I think that's his name. I think so. I mean, that's the only thing they ever call him. Um, it's so weird. And he's so weird. Like, he's kind of like this. I couldn't tell if he was going for, like, Kiss Army. I, I think, think so. ultimately that's what I decided. But he's also like, who is that famous mime? Like, Marcel Marceau, <laughs> Marceau or whatever yeah. his name was. Because <laughs> he does that magic at some point. Yeah, that was definitely the vibe that he was giving me. And he runs around in, you know, with his face totally covered in white makeup the whole time and carrying around this electric guitar. And he's just super annoying. And, like, it seems like that's just, like, his job in life is to just pester people. Yeah. Oh, wow. My lucky day. Two for the price of one. I've got you now. Scott. You. Will you get the hell out of here? This is your last time. Uh oh, I think a complication is developing. You get a rain check. This time he dies, I promise you he dies! And everybody hates him and is totally open about it. (laughs) 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 And plus, I couldn't gauge at all how old he was supposed to be. He didn't seem that much younger than the other ones. In fact, he's like hitting on Maria Mm. the whole movie. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe they're supposed to be or his dad's supposed to be in his 40s and he's supposed to be like a late teenager, maybe early 20s. I don't know. It's just such kind of a bizarre cast of characters and and you don't really get much sense of what their relationships are. They're just all there and they're making turkey. Well, I got I got a feeling that he didn't even know what his character was supposed to be because alternatively he's running around with his guitar and he's playing his electric guitar to annoy people and he has a backpack I guess with a he must have some batteries or something in there. It doesn't actually make I'm not even sure this is physically possible without a little bit more get up than he had, but he has a a backpack with an amp on it and it's plugged into his guitar and it conveniently disappears and reappears on him (laughs) from shot Mm -hmm. to shot. But then there's scenes where he's literally miming. He's doing mime, basically. Then there's a scene where he's doing magic tricks with his hands. Yeah, like sleight of hand stuff that actually, I wish, there. there's no, I couldn't find any kind of trivia or anything about this movie. You know, the, the best I could find was reviews. But I, I wish that there had been trivia because his sleight of hand work is actually pretty good. Like, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if this guy you know, was a magician because it was, it was good stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a minute and a half of the movie, but it's some good sleight of handwork that he's doing there. It's maybe one of the more entertaining parts of the movie, actually. It's true. (laughs) So he runs around and, and they do all this. (sighs) What's kind of frustrating is it's like, um, it seems like the movie's trying very hard to give you a sense of these characters, but either they're so stupid or it's just so dumb that you you don't you don't get invested in them at all. No. There's a whole sequence that I think is supposed to be really funny where this guy mistake 
runs around and, and causes havoc across the whole compound. I mean, he's in the kitchen and he's playing his guitar and people are getting annoyed at him. So somebody starts chasing him and then he walks in on, is it Harold and his girlfriend who are starting to have sex? And he just yeah, jumps his dad. In. His dad, yeah, just walks in on them like he does it all the time to be annoying plays his guitar and his dad starts chasing him and then he bumps somebody in the kitchen as he runs through and they start chasing him and then there's this dumb chase scene where almost every character in the movie is running around chasing him around a table the thanksgiving table uh and talking about what a pain in the ass he is but this goes on for way too long (laughs) right and then so we're getting introduced to all these people meanwhile jay i feel like he kills somebody else on the way there, but I don't remember if he like sees one of the women or a couple of the women like driving out on by. A, or something. Yeah. On driving by mm-hmm. and he follows them and, and he follows them back to their compound. And this really is the biggest problem that I have with this movie is that the villain has no motive. Like, he's just crazy. That's it. Like there's, it could have been anybody that he stumbled upon. Yeah. And I suppose for a slasher movie, that's fine, whatever. But usually there's some sort of motivation, some connection between, uh, the killer and at least one of the victims. And here there's not, it's just, he happens upon this group of people and he just starts picking them off. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's low budget and it looks it. And, uh, it's hard to see a lot of what's going on. It's really, really dark in places. It reminded me in some places of that scene in Pee Wee's big adventure where it's like totally black, but you can just see his eyeballs. (laughs) 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 And and then the lights come in and he's like surrounded by like wolves and stuff. That's what it reminded me of because I just had to guess what was going on. Now, to be fair, I watched this on YouTube, so I'm sure it was a bad transfer. There could be a better print out there. Maybe, but I, I, I read that this movie is so underwhelming that it's never even been given a DVD release. So you can find it on YouTube for free if you want to watch it. Um, and I read that you can also buy bootleg DVD copies. They're just from the video print uh, on Amazon. So mm. um, it's out there. It's available, but uh, the quality is pretty low yeah and that's disappointing because i i do feel like because blood rage had had such nice photography even though the rest of the movie was so hilarious that at least it was watchable in that way and this movie became kind of unwatchable at times because you just don't know what's going on and some of that was the photography and the lighting and some of it just had to do with the fact that it was just poorly staged and they're cutting from thing to thing and you don't really have a sense of where anybody is in this compound. And it suffers a little bit from that thing where here's a bunch of people and a bunch of stuff is going on and suddenly the killer's around. And then Mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff happens and suddenly the killer's around. You don't get a feeling like he's stalking or he's going from place to place or just what the geography of all of this is, you know? It's just Mm -hmm. he pops up when we want a scene where he's going to kill somebody. Uh, Mm -hmm. so there's no real tension. There's no real suspense in any of this. I, I think anyway, it also suffers, you know, because it, it, it makes use of some of the most ridiculous horror movie tropes. Like they just keep presenting reasons for these people to splinter off like, like dumb reasons like, Oh shoot, we forgot to get the wine. Oh, okay. Well, Linda and Gail will run off together and get the wine. And then, oh, shoot, the power went out. I guess I'll have to go out and start the generator or I'll have to go out and find some firewood. Like just ridiculous reasons for them to get split off. And by the second or third time it happens, you know that, okay, well, they're dead now. Like, <laughs> it's just a reason to get them alone or in pairs so that Jay can take them out. Yeah. Um, 
And to be fair, I feel like they tried at least to be somewhat creative uh, in some of the kills. But really, it just ended up being more hilarious than anything else. There are two that are my favorite, but one of my favorites is Jay, the bad guy, the killer, cuts off the power. Brad, who's the guy that owns the place, lives there, and so he starts up the emergency generator, but he says that um, he's afraid that it'll run out of gas in just a few hours, so he's going to go off to the gas station uh, to get more gas. And he pulls up on the killer's car, which I guess is blocking the road. So, like, he shouts for five seconds to see if anybody's around. And then he siphons off their gas. Like, really? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I guess this was the 80s and people did that. I I don't know. Chalk it up. Put it it in the same category as PCP, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. And so he siphons off the gas of this car that he doesn't know whose it is. But then he gets back in his Jeep. And all of these cars have problems. All of these people need to get new cars because there are like everything like, oh, shoot, I forgot to tell Linda that my gas gauge doesn't work. I hope they don't run out of gas. Mm. Well, guess what? They do. Um, But anyway, so then after he siphons the gas, Brad gets back in his Jeep and it won't start uh, because it's got a bad battery, which he's established earlier. So he goes back to the station wagon and starts to take out the battery and he's leaning under the hood of the car and from out of frame here comes jay the killer flying into frame like a freaking linebacker and (laughs) body slams the hood of the car and crushes bradley underneath it and i thought and and that's it like that kills him and i just thought that was so funny (laughs) it's just intense every time it's like he it's like every time he kills somebody it's like he just shot up on a new batch of pcp or whatever he had to do because it's just funny because not only does he fly into frame but he flies into frame like (laughs) every time cackling hysterically oh god it's so funny well, I have to say, actually, I thought that the, there were a couple of the kill scenes that actually bothered me. And I think, well, we'll probably talk about them, but but this one didn't. I think they were just so poorly filmed and so um, without drama, that, and they lingered for long enough that it actually felt maybe like a little snuffy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, there's a scene where, okay, so Wayne eventually, what's his name? No, not Wayne. Mistake eventually gets it. He gets electrocuted by his own, um, guitar. Guitar. That was the other one that I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's later in the movie, but I don't even understand it. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. I, I don't understand how jay electrocuted him with his own guitar now i didn't even notice the backpack with a generator or batteries i didn't even notice that but i don't recall him having it on at that point no and you know he's just running around and like did jay like grab an open wire or something and no, it, it actually made no sense um he pulled a wire off of his guitar and stuck it onto his guitar and another wire off of his, I don't know. It, you know, it it absolutely made no sense. But it 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 was hot enough to melt the strings off the guitar. They got white hot and melted, and there's sparks and there's smoke. And it, you know, it, it wasn't actually the sort of overacting you usually get with electrocution. You know, where somebody's mm-hmm. just jerking violently. It's a mad, It's how I imagine probably an electrocution kind of goes. It's like you just sort of seize up. And all your muscles yeah. spasm a little bit, but it just lingered a little bit, a little bit so too long on that. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I watched that. And I was kind of like, "Ooh, that's a little, that's a little troubling." It, it felt a little snuffy to me. Not I don't that know. one didn't because it was so out out there implausible. Yeah, I, I think I was looking at his face. That's what it was. I was just looking at his face and the acting, and and that's what got me about it. Uh, the one I guess like and you know lots of stuff happens like the the phones die 
Linda and Gail are lost. They flirt with some cops. Like there's all kinds <laughs> of stupid, stupid interstitial things. But at one point, Wayne goes out to look for everybody who's still gone. He's mad because he can't watch the football game. Or okay, so dumb. But um, he goes out to look for everybody else, and he's in his car. And we see that uh, Jay is in the back seat of the car, and. Jay strangles Wayne, like kind of garrotes him, I guess. Yeah. The thing that bothered me about that one, and it didn't really bother me, it just kind of surprised me, was it just looked like what real strangulation would look like. Now, Mm -hmm. usually in a movie like this, whatever he was uh, strangling him with would cut into his skin and there'd be all kinds of blood and it would be a big struggle with like eyes bulging and tongue hanging out. And yeah, no, I mean this one, it just looked like he choked him to death. So I, I kind of get what you're saying, but the movie overall was just so ridiculous that yeah. I wasn't moved. And plus I didn't care no. about <laughs> any of these characters. They're not, so they're not even endearing. Not a single one. No, I was just I was more interested in like how. Like, yeah. okay, obviously he's going to die, so how? Poor Linda and Gail. Here's the interesting thing. So we have that that scene that happens earlier where the I, it starts out as a thanks. Okay, we got to talk about how it's kind of a Thanksgiving movie, right? So it's mm-hmm. cool because as soon as we're introduced to these characters, we're in their house and everybody's actually preparing the Thanksgiving meal. And so there's all this activity happening in the kitchen. And then they convene in a room and have a bunch of stupid dialogue, which we kind of talked about earlier. And two of the girls decide that they need to go out and get some wine. So they go out and get some wine. And then shortly thereafter, um, Bradley, like the, the power flickers for some reason, because Jay cut it. And so Bradley goes out, the, the thing with the car and the generator and all that. And then mm-hmm. another couple goes off to bang, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer and Scott. Jennifer and Scott. Bradley gets killed. The two girls, I think, may get killed at that point. And then it's just Wayne and his girlfriend and the Hispanic gal and and the dude. <laughs> that they, was some really good descriptions. I can't remember their names. <laughs> but they go in and and the little girl, right? The little girl who just disappears Angel. for disappears forever and finally reappears and they find angel they're looking for angel and they find her underneath the thanksgiving table and through no way i could fathom and or explain there is an entire table set up with a lot of food on it like the whole thanksgiving meal somehow has been prepared and set on the table by who i have no idea because before oh, they set it up that because everybody kept talking about how hungry they were because all these people had gone off and they still haven't come back and we're late into the night at yes. this point yes and that's and that's what uh wayne when he left right before he got strangled he's like i'm going out to find him and have the food on the day when i get back <laughs> we're eating yeah <laughs> And then that that whole thing with Angel is so funny because it's such a random scene. But Jay, the killer, is watching her from outside. And I thought this was so bizarre. He's looking at her from outside and she is standing on a chair at the table holding a huge kitchen knife over her head. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening? And then, like, they realize that they don't know where the little kid is. I don't know why in this moment they become concerned or maybe there was a noise or something and uh, they go and the food, like the turkey's all messed up and they look down and they see her legs sticking out from under the table. And it looks like she's dead. Yeah. And I, I thought, Oh my gosh, I didn't think this movie was going to go there. Like I thought the little girl would you know, make it. Mm -hmm. And it looks like she's dead, (laughs) but it turns out she just got so hungry that she hacked into the turkey (laughs) and is sitting under there eating the turkey. Like she's like the wild woman of Borneo. Like (laughs) like she just got hunks of it in her hands, like shoving it in her mouth. Surrounded by pieces of it and bones and stuff. Yeah. It's hilarious. But, but how did all that food get there? How did all that food get on the table? Everybody's off doing their own thing. It's late in the evening, and a few of these leftover people decide, well, I sure hope there's food left over. Like, nobody actually came back to assemble at the Thanksgiving uh, dinner, except for these four. And when they get there, somebody 
throughout the night has somehow prepared this entire banquet for them and left it on the table. Yeah. And that's no. when he does his magic and does his miming and all this weird stuff. And we're down to like these four plus the little girl, right? You, well, yeah. Okay. So it's so funny because like Mistake is flirting with Maria all the time. And um, there's a there's a part where they jam. I loved that part too. <laughs> Maria just strumming her acoustic guitar, you know, with no melody or anything. And Mistake like trying to follow along on his electric guitar and they're making up a song together it's pretty funny hey let's make up a song you and i but then he's trying to be all like chivalrous <laughs> and see i don't even remember where this falls because they're sitting at the table to eat at this point and he's trying to serve her food and he dumps like cranberry sauce all over her mm -hmm. and she gets all mad and storms off and the dialogue in this whole movie is so bad yeah. like when uh he spills the sauce on her and she jumps up and freaks out oh i'm sorry please oh no i'll make it take her to the bathroom and wash that stuff off and give her one of your t-shirts. Come on, we'll go to my bathroom and you can clean up, please. <laughs> she is so Latin, I don't believe it. <laughs> She's so Latin, I can't believe it. Like, what does that even mean? I have no idea. It was hilarious. <laughs> and so then... Uh, she Maria's cleaning up in the bathroom and she finds dead Linda in there. Linda and Gail had gotten killed. Gail got pushed onto a rock. Her head got smashed on a rock and uh, Linda got stabbed with a broken wine bottle. And Maria finds um, Linda in the bathroom and then she gets stabbed. I no, no, no. She gets like taken hostage for a second. Yeah. And mistake oh, finds them and is begging. And he's like, please, 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 I'll do anything. I'll play my guitar for you. I'll do some magic. Please. Take me, not her. Oh my God. And he's like inches I'll away from him. Just, just chasing him through the, the area. It's so weird this scene. And that Jay, who has not really spoken through the whole movie all of a sudden is like oh no, women are no good they'll bring you nothing but trouble and <laughs> and then he kills her but when he kills her doesn't he say something like listen man listen to me <laughs> women are no good <laughs> only cause you problems man <laughs> my mother was no good like that crazy <laughs> I didn't even notice. Oh I was probably God. looking at Facebook at that point. I was so bored. <laughs> I was so bored, too. <laughs> but it's, it's so weird. But it's somewhere in this process, isn't it, that he ends up with a knife in his back? Doesn't she end up? No, no, not How yet. That happen? Now we've got only Jay, Jennifer, and Angel left. And Jay goes out for some firewood, but and he finds dead Maria. But they think that Mistake did it. Which seems like a stretch, I guess, yeah. except for that he was the last guy oh, they Scott. saw with her or whatever. Scott, not Jay. I know what you're talking about. Scott and Jennifer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. And she's dead. And, like, they are not particularly concerned. Like, they <laughs> like they are so calm. Like, they are not freaking out at all. And And just the terrible dialogue where, like, they're sitting there with this kid this little girl and scott says to her oh i never would have thought that you would have been a good mother and she's like i know me either but it just feels so natural to care for a child like <laughs> what who wrote this like, this is the stupidest shit i've ever heard thomas bush wrote this <laughs> sounded it on evil dead too <laughs> the kid like the kid she just keeps I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and the girl's like, you don't, you just went. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> so they keep taking her to the bathroom and they're just hanging out in front of the fire. Like, and they're like, it's it, at one point, 
Jennifer even literally, when the girl's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Jennifer's like, I am not leaving this fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Scott takes her to the bathroom. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but then eventually the killer shows up. They think they've got him locked out, but of course they're wrong. And he shows up and he attacks Scott and uh, Jennifer hits him with a fireplace poker, and there's a big fight. They're rolling around on the ground, and that's when Jennifer stabs Jay in the back with a great big huge knife. And this is the second time this week, this week on American Horror Story, which I love and I'm happy to promote, um, (laughs) a guy guy got stabbed in the back and then just went on with his business, like, for the rest of the day, like, you need to go to the hospital and you are not going to just be running, running around. around. Yeah. Like you do not get stabbed four to five inches into your back and just like go on about your business. That is not how any of this works. But, but Craig PCP. PCP. <laughs> well, <that's> true. <laughs> this is everything I was true. told about PCP in the eighties. Like you have your head chopped off. If you were on PCP, yeah. you're still going to be running around terrorizing people. <laughs> Uh, and then scott gets his throat cut which i didn't see coming i thought that he was gonna make it yeah and that was the other scene that actually really bothered me and and again it's because it was so ineptly filmed but that's what made it feel so snuffy is that scott is sort of outside and it was also very poorly staged i didn't really even understand how all this worked but somehow scott went out a door and was standing outside a window and Jay woke up with this knife in his back and jumped up crazy and thrust his hands through the window, pulls Scott in, and then very slowly and deliberately while he's holding Scott's head there and Jennifer is just standing there screaming, slits his throat. And I was, I don't know, that, that scene really troubled me because he's just doing, again, it was sort of like you said before, like, it felt like this is kind of the way it would happen. There was nothing glamorous mm-hmm. about it. There was nothing dramatic about it. It was this really long shot, this medium shot that just went on for about 30 seconds of him slowly pulling this knife across this guy's throat, and it bleeds a little bit, and then he drops him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jennifer runs away, and we're about 10 minutes from the end of the movie. Oh, my gosh. I kept looking because everybody else is dead except for those three, the couple and the kid, everybody else is dead for like the last 20 minutes or so of this hour and 25 minute movie. And I was like, I kept looking at it thinking, what is going to happen? Yeah. And I really, I really felt like with all that business in front of the fireplace and that terrible dialogue, I felt like they were stretching for time. And I was sitting you know, on the other side of my screen thinking, seriously, just wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I get it. I can't imagine what you are going to do for 20 more minutes. And they really don't do much of anything. No. For those last 20 minutes. It's just really dragged out. And then this part after Jay gets killed and not Jay, excuse me. I keep doing that after Scott gets killed. Um, I don't even understand it. I don't either. Like there he's he's running around, Jay's running around looking for Jennifer and Jennifer at this point I feel like doesn't even give a shit about where Angel is. <laughs> yeah, basically. In fact, in fact, Jennifer and Scott ran away out of the house and it took them a while to even remember that the kid was still back there. Yeah. And then they like had to debate whether or not they were going to go back and get her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them was like, we got to go back for her. And the other one was like, no, I'm not going back there. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it in the heat of the moment. I don't really know that kid. Say- like. <laughs> In this way, the, fend for herself. In this way, the movie was quite realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so now uh, Scott's dead, and Jay is like stalking around looking for Jennifer, and she's pretty much out in the open in the yeah. house. It's not like even hidden. She's just like in a room somewhere, and then she just faints. Yeah. And it cuts to the next morning, yeah. which makes no sense. If he was looking for her at all. He, he would have found, found her. her. Yeah. 
It, it, it's just, it, and it's these slow shots of him maniacally cackling and laughing with that same dumb look on his face, like sliding along the walls and stuff, and then cut to her and cut to her. And then, like you said, cut to morning, and the cops are there, but they're somewhere. I'm not exactly sure they're, where they're the cops close. are. They're nearby. Nearby, yeah. yeah, because then there's this whole deal, and the cops are there, and she wakes up, uh, and she gets up and she walks out. And I think she's walking into where the cops are. I mean, this well, they're on their way. Like, they're, like they're kind of like they're coming down the street, oh. and we don't really know why at this point. But as they are coming down the street, like she can see them, I think. But Jay pops out and attacks her again oh, from nowhere. Yeah, and he's got the knife in his back. What was he doing all night? What was he like in a I, tree or something? Like what? I don't. Still I have no away? idea. Oh. The the cops jump out and. They shoot him. And then Jennifer has this like 30 second freak out when the cops are trying to help her. And she's just like screaming and mm. flailing around on the ground. I'm like, chick, calm down. Ugh. Yeah. But then we we find out that the cops knew about this because either they or somebody had found Angel, the little girl, mm-hmm. wandering on the side of the highway and they had picked her up and she had told them what had happened and where she lived. And so um, they, they and, and so they bring her back there because I'm sure that's what cops would do. Yeah, right. Um, bring her back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, right. She did. Um, but anyway, Jennifer gets in the back of the cop car with her and one of the cops goes with them and the other cops like, oh, I'm just I'm just going to check on the killer, I guess. And he goes back to check on the killer and we get a shot of Jay on the ground and he opens his eyes. The end. This guy, you know, stabbed in the back. He's got blood coming out of his mouth or something like that. Shot with a shotgun opens his eyes. PCP. Yeah. PCP. This is, (laughs) this whole episode is nothing but just sort of an advertisement for the wonders of PCP. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying kids, you should go out and do drugs, but Somebody's got to figure out what happened to this stuff because <laughs> it was a miracle in the 80s and then it just sort of disappeared from view. And we got people on Ritalin and stuff, you know, these brain enhancing drugs and stuff like that. But uh, it seems like PCP is due for a comeback. It really, really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God. It, this movie for me would have been so bad it's good if it had been watchable. And by watchable, I mean if I could have seen what was happening. Maybe maybe there there could be someday a better transfer of this film. Maybe we just watched something that was just cloudy and dark. It was bad in that way, but I could have ranked this right up along with Blood Rage as a hilarious movie to watch with your friends and laugh about and joke about because it's wrong and bad in so many ways, but in the fun ways. You know, not like don't go into the woods where it's just so it's just so stupid i I could have really gotten behind this movie in that way if it weren't for the fact that it was just so hard for me to see what was going on half the time so i liked blood rage a lot better i thought that it was at least clever and the acting was better well that's true i mean the acting is serviceable i guess in this movie it's not very good really and um, poor body by Jay, uh, you know, <laughs> this guy. I mean, what else was he supposed to do? I mean, he didn't even have it. He had like two or three lines in the whole movie. I mean, what, what was he supposed to do? I mean, they be crazy. I guess that means breathe heavy and laugh a lot. I don't know. The other, I mean, there, there's no character development. What little character development there is with the, victims just serves to make them more unlikable Um, yeah that's true (laughs) i i can't say i would put it in the so bad it's good i I think it's just bad and uh, (laughs) yeah you know i read you know it got terrible reviews and this is one of those movies where i didn't even read you know i i read a couple of i had to dig kind of deep for them but i read a couple of articles that were like you know let's celebrate this forgotten movie but even in doing that they were like we're celebrating it because it's so bad and just like you just said and just like i always say if you're gonna watch it 
<laughs> watch it with some friends and watch it while to, you're not yeah <laughs> yeah i mean watch it to with some friends so for the purpose of goofing on it yeah. i mean that's that's really the only and and don't feel like you have to really pay attention either because there there's there's no story there's no twist there's no i mean th- there's there's not even any motivation for mm. the setup yeah um it's just a random group of random people who get besieged by this random guy who has no connection to them and he just picks them off one by one it's a slasher movie so it's not like i expect it to be high art but i certainly wouldn't watch it again i i really i even though i do appreciate that i felt like there was some effort made to be a little bit creative with some of the kills um i was bored i just yeah. i i kept looking at the timestamp hoping that it was almost over and really like it. it, I was on my phone. I'm like, ugh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But But Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. You got to take what you can get with these Thanksgiving horror movies, right? Somebody's got to make a good one one of these days. Uh, I know. This is not it. It's surprising. It's surprising that there aren't more of them. But you know, I'm I'm not particularly thankful for this movie, but uh, uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I do have a lot to be thankful for in my life. I got a roof over my head. I've got great friends and family and dogs. And, uh, I'm even thankful for your ugly ass. Oh, my God. Don't start to get sappy on me, Craig. <laughs> hey it's what i do um well no and i'm and i'm thankful for all of the people who listen to us and yeah. who communicate with us it, it really feels cool to hear from people all over the world who enjoy what we're doing i mean w- literally i'm sitting here in my bathrobe on a sunday morning just goofing around with a friend and the fact that uh, people want to listen to that and appreciate that. It, it it really feels good. So thank you to all of you who reach out. We appreciate you. Yeah, we sure do. I, I, I'm standing up uh, in front of a microphone in a room. Uh, my wife is on her phone sitting on the sofa waiting for me to get done so we can go to bed, and I'm trying not to yeah. wake up my son. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not glamorous work <laughs> by any means. It's not even work because we don't even get paid for it. But uh, right. but we're just, we just do it for the fun of it, and we do do it for you guys. Like Craig said, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to reach out or leave us some review or just tell us so much how, how you appreciate it. When we started out... This thing, we just decided we weren't gonna we were gonna stop doing it uh, if it ceased to be fun. And you guys make it fun, so uh, yeah. that's the reason we do it. And so, thank you so much in the spirit of the holiday. So, anyway, the movie might have been shit, but anyway, thank you for you guys. Yeah, uh, and uh, we do appreciate it if you share this podcast with a friend. Uh, that helps us grow our listenership just a little bit. You can find us on Facebook. You just search for Two Guys in a Chainsaw. Also, find our website there. Leave us a comment. Leave us a message. Let us know what you're doing for Thanksgiving. And somebody somewhere, someday, sometime is going to make a decent Thanksgiving movie, and we're pretty sure you're going to be the ones to clue us in on it, so that we can actually review a decent Thanksgiving movie (laughs) one of these years. Until that time, (laughs) I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With two guys and a chainsaw.